If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. Thank you so much for listening. We have an excellent show. We have Christopher Mad Dog Russo from SiriusXM. We'll get into a dog recently going viral for the clip of Joey Votto cutting a wrestling promo on him and people misinterpreting that and what he thought about Vado. So we get into that. We talk about um, Dog's future at SiriusXM and first take in high heat. He's got some things going on. So we get into that. Talk about current events in the sports world. Jeff Van Gundy being let go from ESPN. Shohei Otani, the Yankees. A bunch of topics with Dog go a little bit. Most influential sports media people. So a fun conversation with, with Christopher Mad Dog Russo from SiriusXM. And uh, then we have Train of Thoughts with Salakata following Dog, where we go through a bunch of uh, topics as well. We talk about the passing of Paul Rubens, the Sean Payton comments about the Jets and Nathaniel Hackett, uh, cord cutting, and a couple of other topics with Sal. Before we get to it, just a little reminder, if you've missed any recent episodes of SI Media with Jimmy Trainer, go into the archives, check them out. WWE superstar Seth Rollins was uh, on the pod this week. We posted that. Last week, sports columnist Bob Kravitz, fired from The Athletic, wrote a controversial piece, came on the pod to talk about it. Cody Rhodes, also from the WWE, was on recently, along with Mike Florio, Andrew Marshan, Adam Shine. So check those out in the archives. Give them a listen. Subscribe to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer and leave a review on Apple. All right, let's get to this week's show. Chris Mad Dog Russo from SiriusXM and First Take, followed by Train of Thoughts with Salicata from WFAN and SNY TV, all right here, right now on SI Media with Jimmy Trina. All right, joining me now, he was just here in June, but he's back because we have something big to promote, and I will have him on anytime he wants. The legendary Radio Hall of Famer from SiriusXM, Christopher Mad Dog. Russo, doggy, how are you? Ah, good afternoon, there, James. How you doing today? Okay, pal. I'm good. I'm good. I've I've been struggling to figure out where to start this interview. There's so many ways to go. I'll start with this. Yes. Two two weeks ago 
I'm sitting on the beach, Jones Beach, relaxing, enjoying the sun. Got the phone going, the AirPods in, and I three o'clock comes and I listen to Chris Russo on Sirius XM Mad Dog Radio. And out of nowhere, I hear you say, and I got a bone to pick with Jimmy Trainer because he wrote about Pat McAfee in Sports Illustrated. Oh, that's right. So let's let's get this out of the way here. The most For, important media personality ever, Pat McAfee. And you're right. I'm not disputing it. But I thought maybe you'd throw a bone to Stephen A. I thought you might throw a bone to yours truly. Uh, you know, sort of as runner-ups, you know, put it in a little right. last line. Right. I thought of these two, but it's Pat McAfee. But you did not do that. You jumped aboard the Pat McAfee food train. And Stephen A. specifically, and yours truly number three, got hurt. Yes, that bothered me. All right, so let me, let me give you the backstory here and pull back the curtain so you know how this works. SI editors put together the issue, and they did, I think, the top, 50 influencers across sports. So that includes athletes, GM, you know, Adam Silver, the whole, the whole thing. And they wanted McAfee on the list. And because I cover media and I had interviewed McAfee recently, they asked me to write the McAfee blurb. I did not come up with the list. I was just asked to write the McAfee blurb. And I and listen, I, I get it. And, and that's fair. So it wasn't really yeah. your list. You had to write their list. You had to write a little couple paragraphs uh, right. to substitute right. for their list. And, and they, you are not wrong. I just thought you might say in that little blurb that you write, with right. all due respect to Stephen A. and Christopher, that maybe you could throw us an SI little right. bone, okay. but you did not do that. You right. went all into McAfee <laughs> and jumped on the Patrick Mac, uh, the Patrick McAfee train right. and left Stephen A. and Chris Russo out. That was my point. Got it. I, somehow, I don't think Stephen A. needs more publicity. Who is bigger, by the way? Which one of those two? You know, I, I think it depends on what you, how you're judging things. I will say this, and this is where you and I sort of, unfortunately, don't come into play as much. McAfee's a hit with younger people. I'm talking about the 20-year-old. Oh, the the yeah. From that standpoint, it's McAfee. I think, um, you know, he's, a, you know, he's, the guys he gets on his show from an NFL standpoint, forget Rodgers every week. He gets everybody on that show. Stephen A, I think, I think Stephen A has a lot of pull in the NBA world. I don't think anyone in Major League Baseball, I don't think he has any influence in Major League Baseball. I'm not sure what his influence is in the NFL. So they each have, you know, McAfee has the NFL. Stephen A has the NBA. Uh, I think McAfee's extremely hot with the younger crowd. We'll see what happens when he goes to ESPN. But I think the thing that the issue wanted to hit on, too, is like, who's hot right now? Right now, McAfee's as hot as anyone right now. And I think that's fair. And I do think you're right. I do think the NFL player is going to run to Pat. The NBA player will run to Stephen A., but the NFL is bigger than the NBA. So right. I understand where you're coming from. And I think that makes perfect sense. You probably would put McAfee ahead of Stephen A., but it's close because Stephen A's got so many other things going on, whether it's his whether it's his uh, podcast, the general right. hospital stuff. McAfee doesn't have those extracurricular things that Stephen A has. Well, and I would say this: the difference there is every NFL player loves McAfee. Not every NBA player loves Stephen A. A lot of them have beef with him. And the guy we're not talking about, who I think it has more influence than both of them. In my opinion, if you tell me who's the most influential person in sports media, 
For me, it's Barkley. People hang on every word Charles Barkley says. He has a he has more power than anyone when he even goes outside. You know, when something outside the sports world happens, people want to hear from Barkley. And inside the NBA, he's got a huge voice. Now, again, it's limited mainly to NBA, but he branches out. He, he was supposed to have a CNN show with Gail King. I don't know where that stands because CNN's blew up their management team recently. But from what I he's see, big, from what I observe. big sports fan. I don't know if I, if Charles tried to tell me something about the trading deadline or tried to tell me something about the Wimbledon final or tried to tell me something about the Ryder Cup or the AFC playoff structure. I don't know if I would pay too much attention, but I do know what you're telling me as far as personality is concerned. He is huge. I agree you, with you on that. I mean, 100%. think about this. The guy is an NBA analyst. And Liv was going to pay him God only knows how much money to do golf. I mean, that, that's, that's the fair. pull he has. You that's know? fair. So Good one. You're right about that. Barkley's yeah. almost a bigger personality than he is actually a talk show host. He's, a, you know, he's, he's an ex-athlete and everything else. Yes. But that's a good one. Barkley is yeah. good. Thing. I don't have a problem yeah. with that one. You're yeah. right about that. Go yeah. ahead. Um, let me start with this because you were all over the place last week with the Joey Votto clip. Right. I read... Uh, Second most viewed tweet of the year for the MLB Network account. Now, you're not on social media, which I love. I love that you're not on there. And, and let me just say this, because I once went on Twitter and said you're not on there. And someone's like, well, you're an asshole because here's his account. And I'm like, he doesn't run the account. So you are you have a Twitter account. You're not on there scrolling through Twitter all day Absolutely long like, like, like us. Right. So did you become aware that there are so many dopes out there that took it as Vado ripping you for real. Yeah, I did. Uh, okay. I, you know, and they missed the whole p- f- f- fun of the interview. I was happy that it got so much attention. I was happy that Vado, who did a great job with it, got so much attention. He's a good guy. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what the whole deal was, especially with those first two questions when he basically gave me one word answers. Yeah, and I'm happy that I handled it right because I didn't go off the deep end. I didn't go, you know, right. go into a, a, a snit and not in, involve myself in the interview. And as soon as he started going to his little, as you said, his rant. I got a sense of what this was up, and I played along properly. So thank God for that. I was more interested in the amount of attention it got. And if people took, and they did, if people took from it, well, there is Votto killing Chris Russo. And thank God somebody's got the guts to do it. Hey, if that's how you take it, that's how you take it. He was there for 13 minutes. Uh, obviously, you said what he said at the end. He was nice to me. So I didn't make that big a deal about it as far as the headline scenario was concerned because I knew that that, you know, I know I know enough that you can't always pay attention to headlines. The body of the work is different than the headlines. Right. So I was aware of it. I saw all the headlines. I also saw what you said. You dopes. Don't you understand that Vado did this because he loved the guy? Right. So, I mean, and when you see the whole scope of the interview that's exactly what you get out of it but right. i was i tell you what i was happy about sometimes mlb network does not get as much attention with these jobs that i have you know first take right. Stephen a gets gets it you my you're my fifth child and my a fourth son so you chronicle what i do here which helps and sometimes mlb network gets kind of left out so yeah. in this particular situation this is all about the mlb network yeah. which is what i liked uh, which is good. I know some folks at Sirius said, well, why don't you put Votto on next week? It's it. That's not the point. The uniqueness of it right. was the fun part of the spot. 
You right. don't want to talk to Joey Votto too much. It's the idea that you had a unique 10, 12 minutes that never will be replicated is what made this yeah. spot fun. And yeah. give MLB Network the, uh, the the glory for a change. That was their deal, which is- I get I get what you're saying there. And I you cannot try to recreate that. But I, I think you should have Votto on maybe maybe the last couple of weeks before the season if the Reds are making a wild card push, something like that. Because he, he's just a great guy. Fun guy. Great, Very you know, good guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think there'd be a time you're right where you can re, where you can sort of you know readdress it. But right now is not the time. Let that interview sit. Right. Let everybody get a feel of it. You don't want to you know go right back to the well as soon as you had a you know a home run gold medal spot. Let right. it sit for a little while. And right. you know he did a tremendous job with it. And uh, you know the Cincinnati pregame show on Friday did a great job. I don't know if you probably didn't see that. I they did. did a great job uh, with the pregame when they played the Dodgers. They spent 10 minutes on it. They went yeah. back to Votto and asked him about it, how it went viral, what was the game plan. He gave you a good answer. So yeah. from that perspective, it got very uh, large amounts of attention. So yeah. that made me happy What's most of all. And I don't care who gets the credit. Give Votto the credit. He did a superb job with it. Yeah. Wait, so what Dog referred to in the at the very beginning of the interview before everyone called it Vado cutting a WWE promo on Dog, where, but before that you asked him two generic questions about I don't know the red season his season and he's looking away from the camera he's ignoring you he's looking at his fingernails he gives you one word answer and that was all part of the shtick so just piggybacking off of that what has been the worst interview I mean you've been doing interviews for like thirty Serena, forty years Serena was bad one now time wait, do you have it on the fan or serious fan. And you had Serena on the with Mike, or were you solo? I think I was solo. Just, you know, didn't want to do it. It was promoting something. One word answers. Didn't know who I was. Was not, you know, was not emotionally interested in the spot. So that was a, that was a bad spot. Um, that's the one that I think about most of all, which is crazy. I probably, there, there's a lot more than that. Yeah. But you're talking about a name athlete. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, I'm not going to get that many of these great athletes on. Djokovic was very good. Excellent. Medvedev was very, very good. Excellent. Uh, those two at the U.S. Open tennis. Uh, Tom Watson's been on. Very good. Stuart Sink was on one year. Jack Nicholas was excellent. You know, it, it, the interviews, Jimmy, as you know, with the athletes, it helps if they got a feel of who you are. You know, yeah, of course. Come of on, course. I have an idea that I'm. This is Russo. He's going to ask me this, ask me that. But if I get emotionally involved in the spot, I'll get through it in 20 minutes and do a good job for me. Right. And you know, you got to have an athlete who buys into that. Not all of them do. Serena right. didn't that particular day. Well, and you also have to have someone who understands, and not all of them do. So, like, they have to understand when they come on. You can't yeah. just be promoting what you're promoting. Like, you're coming on to promote something, but you can't just come on and promote something. Hundred percent. I had that. I've said this before. I had, I taped a podcast once with Gronk and he was promoting. Now I had done probably two or three interviews before that with Gronk that were great. But for this particular one, it was through Tide. He had to promote Tide. So every single question I asked him, he somehow, I'd say, you know, what, what does Bill Belichick do at practice? Well, he tells us to wash our clothes with Tide. Like every answer, we never ran it. We, see, that's the beauty of a podcast. It was that bad. I, oh Yeah. Never. I said, I'm not running this. Every answer had to do with Tide, you know. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. How long was the spot? 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I yeah. um, you know, the football player doesn't know that much about you. So sometimes they can be a little shaky. 
I remember uh, what was the running back? Chris Johnson came on once the Super Bowl, not a great spot. Right. Um, Andy Dalton, you know, not, Carson Wentz was awful once at the Super Bowl. That was a terrible spot. Uh, you know, a lot of them don't want to do it. You know, yeah. they do it because they, they, you know, they're forced to, as you said, through a promotion. Because, you know, you're not getting uh, Carson Wentz on just picking up the phone and calling him. I mean, Serena's not coming on unless she has to do it based right. on her media obligations. And if they have to do it and they don't want to do it and they don't know who you are, that is a yeah. perfect storm for a disaster, to make a long story short. Right. Right, so no Serena, how good I am, if I can't get something out, if, if that interviewee, has got that attitude coming in, you're dead in the spot. You're dead. Votto right. right, so gets it. Right. He understands it. He gets to know. He knows me. And it really wasn't an interview per se. That was a chance for him to shine. It really wasn't me and him as an interview. Right. It was like 10 right. minutes anyway. He got Alana there as well. It was about him doing his rants. You know, the hair, the pocket squares. The That's what that was about. And he hit right. a home run. He, he, he yeah. nailed it. No question. Right, about so it. Serena came to mind as your worst interview. What was your most contentious interview where the the guest was really pissed off at you? Deion Sanders was bad. Really? Now give me a fan, fan, fan or serious? Serious. Super Bowl in New York. All right, fill me in. McCarver. Oh, you went after him about dumping the water. I, I, on I Tim said McCarver. I got to get. Okay. I got to ask you about McCarver. He right. was a little bothered by that. That was a bad spot. Now you know we got through it. But it was, as you said, it was contentious. Is he and still defending his actions all these years later? Well, I mean, basically you said, you don't know the story. McCarver was mean, blah, blah, blah. Right. I, the Braves knew that I was going to do that, play football in the daytime, and then go play the baseball at night. I mean, and I had Sean McDonough on the day McCarver passed away, right. and McDonough killed Dion. Killed him. Well, let me say one thing right there. The day McCarver passed away, I went on YouTube and watched that video. Dion was nasty. It nasty. wasn't just. It wasn't just. I got a beef with this guy. I'm going to dump a bucket of water on no, him. He was we'll it was na It was nasty. It was nasty. not playful at all. Yeah, no, not playful. And McCarver was a longtime broadcaster and a good athlete in his own right. But that was a tricky spot with Dion. And you know, Rich Eisen swears that Dion's like the goodest guy in the world. Yeah, uh, he always tells me that left it uh, constantly. Yeah. Um, so that was a contentious one. You know, every time an athlete comes on, that you got to ask him a tough question, whether he's prepared for it or not. You got to dredge up something from his past. That right. can always be a tricky scenario. And yeah. remember, when an athlete comes on and he's part of a collapse with a team or a moment like that with Dion, and if you don't ask the question and don't bring it up, then you get killed as an interview. Right. How right. does he not ask him about that? He right. gave up game seven's home run. How does he not? So if you can ask him that, yeah, I'll tell you who was a tremendous spot. This is going way back. You guys are going to laugh at this. You would probably not even know who he is. Ralph Terry. The old pitcher. Yes. Yeah. Ralph Terry gave up the home run to Mazarowski. Right. In game seven of the World well, Series. Yeah. And then he came back in 62 and got McCovey to line out to end the World Series. Could you imagine if Ralph Terry gave up two game seven hits in three years to win a world championship? It almost reminds me of Young Young Kim with the Diamondbacks and the Yankees that went A little one bit. A little yeah. bit like that. And yeah. Terry was a professional golfer, played in a PJ. He did a great job with the spot. I never forget it. So that yeah. was an interesting. It all depends on whether the athlete buys it. That's the right. problem. 
Right. I, I did a bad job at the top because I should have mentioned what we one of the things we need to talk about, which is Dog is doing a show for Sirius XM this Friday, August 4th at Bar A, Bar Anticipation in Lake Cuomo, New Jersey. So if you're in the tri-state area, three to seven. I know the press release said three to eight, which got you upset. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. That's it. That was the Steve Tory thing. Let me fly. Oh, I didn't check the hour. And we got it I, I, I'm worried about Steve Tory based on that one opening you had. Three to seven, Friday, August 4th, Bar A, Lake Cuomo, New Jersey. Anybody could come down and watch the show, right? Correct. And there'll be a lot of people there. I got a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a big bar to begin with. It's Jersey Shore summertime on a Friday. Hopefully the weather cooperates. You never know. Right. Uh, I did. A, I've done a million shows there. I hadn't been there in a long time. Uh, you know, since 2007, Southside Johnny's been there with Mike and myself in the old days. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And we'll see if, uh, you know, again, weather is important. Fan base is important. You're going to have a mix. You're going to have fans who just go to the Jersey Shore and go to that bar on Friday nights anyway, and Friday afternoons in the summertime anyway. You're going to have some FAN people who haven't seen me in a long time, who don't have serious necessarily, who show up because it's in a tri-state area. You're going to have a few fans you know, who are actually going to visit from the serious thing. I don't know that I don't know anything about Barre, Monica and Pennsylvania, Allentown, PA, uh, Dave in Maryland, uh, Hayden in Virginia. And then you're going to have in a lot of serious and family members too. So it's going to be a, an interesting crew that is there. we got a band and they will play each hour a song or two. It's a cover band, the Eddie Testa band. Is and it gonna be all, all... is a significant spot. We'll enjoy that on Friday. Looking forward is it going to be all Bruce songs? Well, he's, uh, I don't know enough about the band. You know, I didn't pick the band. They are a cover band and they have, they play all these Jersey Shore spots. So, you know, you're going to, I know you're not a Springsteen fan. Right. So, I know you're not, you're going to have to hear (laughs) a lot of Backstreet's Jungle Land and, you know, uh, She's the One. I'm sure they mix it up, but it is a Jersey Shore cover band. So, Use if your I get imagination. dancing in the dark, I could, I could deal with that. Use your imagination. All right. So, let me ask you this there is no one. No one on the face of the earth who knows travel better than you, who's more obsessed with travel, who enjoys the whole thing around travel. So tell yep. me this. Right. Your old neck of the woods, Syosset, Long Island. Right. Let's say I'm leaving from Syosset, Long Island. I want to go to Bar A Friday. How long is the drive going to be and when should I leave? What time do you want to get to Bar A? Well, your show starts at three. So sometime by three would be nice. Maybe at 2.30 so I could bullshit with Eddie a little bit. All right. Leave at 12. Yeah. Okay. It's a Friday in the summertime going right. down the State Parkway. Right. Leave Leave at 12. Don't be stupid and do the sort of things that, uh, you know, I have done and taken me four, four and a half hours to get down there. So uh, two years ago, I took a group of guys down there to play tennis on July 4th weekend, Manaloking, 10 miles to the south from Ukraine. It took me four hours to get there for crying out loud. So use your noodle, leave at 12, and you'll be there by 3 o'clock. And you can have a couple right. of cocktails on Eddie. All right. So three hours in the car is what I'm going to have there. All right. If you go. Yes. Indeed. Okay. Now, like I said, I was trying to relax on the beach. I heard you bring up my name. You're upset. Now, another day I'm listening to the show, and I hear you say that you'll be with Sirius XM through the Super Bowl, quote, and then we'll see. End quote. Did I say that? When did I say that recently? In the last two weeks. One of our long days. Oh, I, I, I must have been no now, calls then, and I came up with something. 
listen, uh, who knows? I, I'm definitely going to – I am definitely going to be all over the Super Bowl and all over the fall. Do I know I got four kids in college beginning this year? I have nobody in the house beginning August 28th. That's the first time in 24, 25 years that that is going to occur for the Jeannie Russo's and the Chris Russo's. I get a kid who's going to be that third assistant in Northern Arizona. You don't think I'm going to be wrapped up in Flagstaff, Arizona there for a good part of the season. I have a daughter in San Diego. You think I'm not going to be interested in going out there to see her? I got the Colin, who's at Wisconsin. He, I could see him doing radio in a year or so. His senior year in Madison, he got that. And then he got a kid in Chicago going to college. So from that standpoint, freedom is important. So once the Super Bowl is over, Jimmy, and I'm stuck in a freezing weather, why not go to Flagstaff for two months, the last month and a half, watch Timmy coach, see if he can organize sideline out of bounds and baseline out of bounds plays for the Lumberjacks. And in the meantime, bounce around and go to San Diego and see my daughter. There is something called Russo Air. So you can go Flagstaff to San Diego in decent order. And I want to be able to keep those options open. So obviously ESPN after the Super Bowl, MLB Network, and that leaves you serious. So you never say never. So so it sounds like to me what you need to do in the next contract negotiations coming up in 2024 is work out a new schedule. Not really. You're not really going to go off into the sunset and leave us. You need to you need to get a schedule that's conducive to you traveling and taking days off and maybe doing the show from Flagstaff, Arizona a couple times a week. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know about a couple times a week, but I'm going to want to yeah. see the games. I am 64 years old in two months. I can't be doing this forever. Correct. So from that perspective, uh, I know where I I will definitely definitely do be every be everywhere here through say February fourteenth. Give me a little leeway where I can at least reassess my life after I have everybody away for a term. You got to remember that's going to be a traumatic experience for the misses. This is the first time since nineteen ninety eight that she's going to have nobody in the house except me on the third floor. Breaking down Chargers and Chiefs on a Friday morning after the Thursday night game. She's going to say, I can't take this anymore. Get me the hell out of here. No, what she's she's going to say is, the kids are gone. I got you in the house. Go back to Sirius five days a week. That's what she might say, which I don't want to do. But right. that she very well could say, go start commuting again. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a statement right now. I want you to react to this statement. Chris Russo will never leave the radio. Uh, I think that's in some capacity. I think you're right. Yes. Okay. I mean, I love the radio. You right. know, I mean, I love the radio. So in some capacity, yeah, I think that in some form and I love serious that I'm not going to, I'm not going to terrestrial, you know, I'm not going back to, you know, a 66 right. or anything. It's going to be here. Yeah. There'd be maybe some podcasts. That seems to be a new thing, right? How about uh, Eddie Erickson keeps on telling me you're nuts. Go do a podcast, get ESPN behind you, and do two interviews a week for an hour a pod. You get, and and you get that machinery behind totally, you. Totally, totally disagree. There's oh, nothing really? like there's nothing like live for you. You need to be live. You need to react to what happens. I don't want you on a delay. I don't want you after. I want you live three o'clock. So the podcast, since it's taped and it's pre-recorded, you lose that spontaneity. Okay. A little bit, yeah. Especially if there's news break. You know, if there's a news break in the middle of the day, 
I want to hear you live. I, I will say this. Have you, you know, as a, as a big Howard Stern listener, I know most people cannot get a direct line to Howard. So what, have, you, I want to, have you called Gary and said, Gary, listen, I need the Howard schedule. I need the three days a week. I need July and August off. Tell me how Howard did it with Sirius because I need to do it. That's basically what you need to do. I think your point is well taken. Why not take the summers off? Well, you love baseball, so that might be hard for you. But yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I who knows? I, I'm at, I'm at a little bit of a transitional stage right now. A little bit of a crossroads because of empty household. Right. I I can't keep Jeannie around here all summer or all winter <laughs> because I want to play tennis at the New Canaan Field Club, or I want to play golf at Shorehaven, or I want to go out there and I make sure I see the playoff games the weekends in January and then one game on Peacock, which bothers me that I got to do that football there in January. You know, Chris, I got to stay in the cold weather because you want to go on here on Monday morning. Really? We got to do this. So there's going to be a situation. Where I'm going to have to uh, bend a little bit. We shall right. see what, what that comes to there at the end of the year. Anyway, right. me. how are you doing? Most of all right. So I'll th- all right. You want, you want to get off your future. That's fine. I'll throw a bunch of topics at you here in this current sports landscape. We'll get your opinion. We'll go around the horn here on a bunch of stuff. Um, let me ask you this. You were the first one sort of to get the ball rolling on this. Um, you were the first one to say it. The firing of Jeff Van Gundy from ESPN is completely bizarre to me and makes no sense. He was the best analyst in the sport. You brought up the fact that maybe the NBA was behind this. Now, did Adam Silver call ESPN and say, get rid of Jeff Van Gundy? Probably not. But... Do I think the NBA probably complained to ESPN about Jeff Van Gundy? Probably. But I don't understand how you fire the best analyst in the sport. I don't care what you're trying to do with your financials and payroll budget and all that. He was the best NBA analyst. How do you fire him? It's, it's insane. Yeah, and then they redid the whole crew. And then they brought up the idea, well, maybe ESPN was getting tired of Van Gundy thinking about getting back into coaching, yet they brought Doc Rivers in. Right, who's going to leave? Who, 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 listen, all power to Doc, he got fired with the Clippers, and five minutes later he was coaching the freaking Sixers. Right. And then he got fired from the Sixers, and he was interviewing for the Suns job. Before, right. I mean, so the idea that somehow, some way, Doc now was committed to be a broadcaster, no, he's not. If Doc gets offered next year a job coaching, you know, think of a good, the Boston Celtics, he might go back and coach the Boston Celtics. Right. So, I mean, I, I was really surprised by that. Uh, you know, that uh, that made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. And networks spend fortunes trying to create good chemistry, trying, trying to create a good booth, trying to create a booth that's got a little staying power, that's got a little pizzazz, a little panache. And they had that booth with those three. Jackson and, and Van Gundy worked well off one another. Green was the traffic cop. Jeff was funny without trying to be funny, which makes him very, very good. He was shocked by it. That really, really floored me. And you are not going to convince me. Now, I don't have any evidence. I don't pretend to have any evidence. But you are not going to convince me that ESPN woke up one day and said, ah, we got to get Jeff Fund, or we don't like Van Gundy anymore, we got to fire him. Without having somebody in the league office at least express to them displeasure on Van Gundy getting on the officials. Or Van Gundy getting on, you know, NBA formatic things. You know, as he can sometimes be a little biting about the NFL, NBA schedule. Right. Playoff right. teams being in the postseason, the mini play-in tournaments. And so I'm sure at times he rubbed them the wrong way. They got a contract up and everything else. I was shocked, and I still am. He is right. a great analyst. You don't fire, and everybody knows it. 
It's not just me. You know it. Everybody knows it. You're telling me right now that ESPN that just brought Buck and Aikman in for thirty something million dollars. That all of a sudden they woke up one day and they wanted to get rid of Jeff Van Gundy's two million dollar or three million dollar contract. I ain't buying it. I'm me either. Buying, I'm not buying me, it. Me either. Me either. You hit the nail right on the head. And I'll say this. Obviously, Breen has worked with Doris. He knows Doc Rivers back from the Nick days. I'm sure he loves both of them. But this move also is going to piss. I'm sure Breen is not happy at all that he's been with these two guys for 20 years. And now they blow them out for no reason. Well, I know his best friend is Doc Rivers. Okay. Okay. So I think from Mapper, they play golf together. And there's right. a good relationship with the two of them. Doc had a great relationship with Al right. back in the day when they did the games. Right. So I think Breeny's probably okay with it. And, you know, he's a great play-by-play guy. So I think, you know, I don't know how he feels necessarily about Jackson and Van Gundy. But here's the point. They brought two people in there now that are replacing a very good booth. And everybody realizes that the Van Gundy's way he goes about doing a game with the criticism and everything else, that is what fans want to hear. Right. And if they play the party line and don't knock the NBA, knock players for load management, all these things that Van Gundy did, over the years, if they don't start, do, they don't do that in this situation, they're going to look like house organs for the NBA. Right. And I, I do agree. think there is something to that. And I know everybody loves Adam Silva. Everybody swears he's a great guy. I mean, I've heard nothing but great things about him, too. Remember, he's from Rye High School. And my family is a Rye High School family. So they all knew him in Rye High School. They swear by him. But uh, I think he's at times very soft. And you're not going to convince me that somebody at ESPN didn't know that Van Gundy wasn't one of Silver's best friends right. and that maybe the NBA would look favorably, favorably upon that change. That's my take on it. I agree. I also have one other theory, too. I think ESPN also, ultimately what they want to do is I think they want to put your good friend J.J. Redick in that spot. Yep. And I think... They figure we'll have Doc as a stopgap till he goes back to coaching. Doc Rivers is going to be coaching an NBA team in two or three years. You know what's going to happen. 100%. So, so let JJ Redick do games for two or three more years, get that experience because he didn't have a ton of experience doing the games, and then JJ Redick will, will replace Doc. I think that's what's going to end up happening with, with Jefferson. With Jefferson. Well, they're not going to get rid of Doris. I think. Oh, so you're okay. So, in other what, words, there's right. only one spot available. There. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I I do think now. Remember, JJ wants a coach too. You know, right, right, exactly. He and almost, he's getting, you know yeah. he was he interviewed for the Toronto job. Right, right. I think JJ wants to be a coach. Yeah, I think he enjoys the broadcasting. This is just a guess, but yeah. he did interview for the Toronto job. Yeah. So I think he wants to be a coach. So if you, I don't know, and, and they can't pay him the same amount that the coach gets paid. Right. Keep that in mind too. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, another topic, and this one is just for me and my own ego. No one knows baseball better than you. I've asked this question before. Why? I want to know why does Brian Cashman have a job for life? That's what I want to know. I agree with you on that. I agree. What? what, Listen, I always got to have this conversation and state something right off the bat. You you need to establish, what is the goal for the Yankees? Is the goal for the Yankees... Get in the give it give the fans a nice season, get in the playoffs every year, and make a ton of money because that's what they do now. Or is the goal to win the World Series? Because if the goal is to win the World Series, he has no business having that job anymore. Ha- because everyone, okay, right now things are terrible for the Yankees. Let's say they pull it together and get to the playoffs. They're going to lose in the first round anyway. So what's the point? But that seems to be like that's fine now with the Steinbrenners. Just get to the playoffs. Let us make all our money hand over fist, charge you $50 for water and a hot dog. And we're happy. We don't care about winning the World Series. Now, that's my take on it. And to me, the culprit right now for the Yankees not winning World Series since 2009 is Cashman. And the New York media is in the tank for him, which helps because the, if you and Mike was still on the air, he'd be getting destroyed 24-7 and there'd be some pressure on them. But he gets a free pass. And I don't understand what the Yankee affair is with Cashman that he's never allowed to go. He stays forever. Well, I would say this. I, I, I think Cashman's a good GM, but he's been there too long. Right. 25, 25 years. Right. The right. man has been the general manager of the Yankees for 25 years. It's enough. And they have not been to a World Series in the last 14. Right. In right. 2009. And remember the old Pat Riley line that you know as well as anyone, change the voice. Was that pa- Pat Riley or Parcells? Got to change the voice. Every 10 Parcells. years, you got to change the voice. Change the voice. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and there is something to be said for that. Um, and I, Cashman, from a record perspective, you can't argue. As you said, they make the playoffs, generally speaking, every year. But the Yankee report card is not making the playoffs and getting swept by the Astros. The Yankee report card is winning some occasional World Series and I'm winning an occasional pennant. The Yankees have not won a pennant since 2009. They had a sweat and claw to beat the the Guardians last year. Now, 100%. They won. Then they got swept by the Astros. Right. They have. They have had a, and they all, and they want to blame, you know, the Astros cheating. Every time they play the Astros, they lose. They lost right. last year to the Astros in four games. 
They lost in 2019 to the Astros in six games where their bullpen didn't do a good job. They lost 2015 to the Astros. And you can bring up 2017 all you want, how the Yankees may have been burned because the Astros are cheating. The Astros hit, the Yankees hit 150 in Houston in those four games and like 170 with runners in scoring position. So although maybe the Astros are doing something we didn't like, the Yankees did nothing from an offensive perspective. I am with you 100 And listen, I like Cash. And I think he get a job in a minute. I think my oh. issue with Cashman is more so the length of time that he's been the Yankee general manager. Jeez, well, try somebody else once in a while. That would be my I, I agree, but I've also had it with, with the Joey Gallo, Jacoby Ellsbury, Frankie Montes, um Donaldson. Who's the other? Donaldson. I mean, Donaldson. Listen, Hicks. and everyone said Hicks. Hicks, Hicks, that's the one. And bringing in Isaiah kind of, and everyone wants to say, you know, he gets to the playoffs every year. And I don't want to sit here and say he's never done anything good. That's not fair. He has a good record. There's no doubt about it. But he also has a $300 million payroll. I know there's some people who go, well, if the Yankees fired him, he'd get a job in five minutes. You know what? Good. I want that to happen. Let me go see how he does with the Royals with an $80 million payroll. Then let me see what a good GM he is. That's an excellent point. There's some there's some truth to that. I would like to see that too. But how's you know how feels very comfortable with them. But the Yankees season this year is a disgrace. Well, how about I this? I understand Judge missed 40 games. Right. They got Stanton. Right. They got a young shortstop. They got Torres. They got Rizzo. They got LeMahieu. They got the best pitcher in the American League in Cole. They gave $162 million to Rendon. He's been a bust. Hasn't pitched. And he, when he has pitched, he hasn't been so good. I mean, geez. The amount of guys they bring in. The amount of guys they bring in who are hurt or get hurt is astonishing. Right. And the Yankee and the Yankee developmental staff has they haven't developed any players. Give, give me and one they, pitcher Brian Cashman developed. Give me one. And they all and, and every time you ask them, they tell, well, we don't have the high draft picks. All these other teams right. like the Orioles, uh, Tampa. You know, they drafted like the top four or five picks in the draft year after year after year. But the Yankees never developed any. Torres was a trade. We all knew that with Chapman. So he came from the Cub organization. Stanton, they dropped in their lap. Judge was a good. They got Judge. We give him that seven or eight years ago. But no pitchers. They had to spend a, they had spent $500 million to get two pitchers here in Cole and in um, uh, and in Rondon. I, I generally agree with you. And my issue isn't that he hasn't done a good job. My issue there, he's had the same job for too long. Oh, my he's issue is he's 25 he's, years. Right. Give my somebody issue, else a chance. My issue is he's had the job for too long. And the last four, five, six years, he has not done a good job. That's my issue. Getting to the playoffs and getting embarrassed in the playoffs every year in the first and second round is not doing a good job to you when you have a $300 million payroll. Sorry. And I saw this stat yesterday. This season... The Yankees are, and I don't remember, it was either 8-1 or 9-1. 8-1 or 9-1 against the A's and Royals. You take that out, they're 47-50. and 50. They are 8-1, that is correct. Right, so they're 8-1 against the Royals and A's, 47-50, and 50, you take that out. That's a very good point. Now, everybody's beating those two teams, uh, so right. some of these records are going, to be uh, are going to be inflated because those are two horrendous teams. But right. your overall point is, hold on now. Good or not good, he's been there since 96, 97 after right. Watson left. They haven't won a pennant in 2009. Howe just gave him a huge contract extension, and they're having a terrible year. 
How about we try somebody else once in a right. while? That and is I, the basic point. And I hate the whole organizational philosophy and how they do things. Everything obviously is with the analytics and the computers. But Judge comes back from the DL. He DHs Friday, plays seven innings in the outfield on Saturday, hits a home run, and they bench him on Sunday. The guy doesn't need a rest after two games where he DH'd in one of them. The uh, way that, it's ridiculous. That game Sunday anyway. Right, 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 right. That's not. I said it before. I said it before the game started. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, you would think that they would push Judge. Now, Judge can't run right now. You see him running right. a couple of days ago. Right. He can't run. His toe's bad. Uh, the Yankees are a complete mess. I mean, this is a, you know, the New York Yankees should not be a last place team. That's all there is to it. And look at all the teams. Now, they're going to chalk it up to the idea that they had these great draft picks forever. But Milwaukee and Cincinnati and Tampa and the Orioles, you know, all these teams that are have much better record, Miami, and we go on and on, that have much better record. The Braves have, a, you know, they pay $160 million on payroll. Look at the Braves. And they say, well, you know, the Yankees, uh, you know, they all bring up the fact that they had, you know, great picks and, you know, they were number, they picked top five in the draft and they were bound to hit on some blah, blah, blah. Well, how about Atlanta? All right, Atlanta got Acuna and Albies signed. They drafted him. They made a trade to get Olsen. They let Freeman go. Ma Riley, they gave a great contract to. Here's Max Fried. They made a trade to get Charlie Morton. I mean, they did a great job. And what is yeah. it? Anthopolis, year after year after year. Last year, they won the division. The year before, they won the World Series. This year, they got the best record in baseball. This guy's a tremendous general manager. And they don't pay a luxury tax bill. Right, right. There it is. That's it. That's it. It's time for him to go. All right, let me... On baseball, you're a you're a historian. Where where are you with Otani right now in terms of I, I understand you're probably gonna tell me he's gotta do it a few more years. But let's say he had a let's say he has three more years like the one he's having this year. Where are you putting him here? Well, he's not the best player of all time. I mean, is he? Are you going to say that? See, here's the problem that, that, that if I'm going to give you, are you going to make me play negative with Otani? So I'll play negative. <laughs> no, I'm not making you. I want your honest opinion. I'm not, uh, I'm not asking you to play negative. Let's compare him. To, first off, being compared to Ruth is an incredible compliment to begin with. Right. He'd never be the hitter Ruth is, and he'd never be the pitcher Ruth was. What Otani is unbelievable at, he's doing it both at the same time. Ruth only did it a year or two at the same time. Now, to be fair to Ruth, there was no DH. So when he didn't pitch, he had to go play the outfield and be on his feet for nine innings every day. He couldn't just get up there four times a day, hit a home run, and go sit down. And that's what Otani has the advantage of because he's not playing the outfield. So if you wanted to be really nitpicky, you can bring that up. Uh, and Ruth hit 714 home runs, for crying out loud. And Ruth out-homered leagues. But, I mean, having said all that, the fact that he's pitching at this number, the complete game shutout last week against Detroit, the fact that he's got 38 home runs, and the fact that, you know, he runs the bases great, he plays basically every day, his teammates love him, he stays out of trouble. I mean, what do I, I can't knock him. He's been phenomenal. And I also think, Jimmy, that there's a good chance that he, I got a funny feeling he might stay with the Angels. They've done a very good job here in the last couple of weeks of bringing in players. And even if it doesn't result in them this year making the postseason, which I don't think it will, the idea that they have really tried, I think, leaves a lasting impression. He loves, he lives right on the beach. It's a nice, it's an e no pressure in Orange County. You know, it's not Los Angeles and Dodger Stadium. It's Anaheim, that dump of a ballpark near Disney World. It's nice, easy going. The Angels are a nondescript team. I think he likes that. 
And I think there's a good chance that he could stay. And I think the fact that the Angels have gone out of their way to put together a team, made all these moves, despite the fact they're not in the playoffs yet, Colorado move, the White Sox move with the pitchers. I think that bodes well for him. And I got something else, too. Everybody thinks Dodgers, if not Angels. If Otani decided to leave the Angels, I think he's a good guy. I don't think he's going to give the franchise a double whammy. I don't think he's going to lead the Angels and turn around and sign with their arch enemy 20 miles to the north and, do- and, and with the Dodgers in the same market. If he left, he'd go maybe to San Francisco. Maybe he goes to San Diego. Maybe he even goes to Seattle. You know, I know it's the same division, but, you know, I right. don't look at the Mariners and the Angels like I look with the Dodgers and the Angels. Right. I actually think he's not going to the Angels. So I think it's going to be the stay with the Angels or go to a specifically San Francisco or Seattle. And right now, I would not be shocked if at the end of the day, he signs a long-term deal with the uh, with Anaheim. I really would. A uh, couple more. The It seems like there's no NFL team in the 2023 season except the Jets. It's all about the Jets. You could not possibly care less about hard knocks, right? No, I could care less. That's what I figured. Do you? But what no, about people, the Jets? People are going to get into it. My, my kids are home, and right. one of them will get into it, so I probably will be drawn into it because of that. But um, I, I don't know what day it starts. Uh, it, the Jets have editorial control. They so do. as far as the actual getting anything meaty in there, it's all going to be about Rodgers. Salah's got a personality, so that will help. But if you're asking me, is it appointment television? It is not appointment television to me as a fan. And you didn't like quarterback on Netflix. Oh, I can't stand it. What a Uh. terrible show that is. Oh, it it adds. uh, Do I want to see the Mahomes family close the park in Kansas City so his little daughter can run around a carousel? Really? This is what I got to see? Or Kirk Cousins in a man cave? Talking, uh, talking about how his wife's got to fly into BWI and she waves to him when they were playing Washington last year from the stands. Really? Well, how Marcus Mariota, you know, was at Oregon and he always used to play pretty well at the University of Washington. And it's great, his marriage, because his wife was an athlete as a duck, as a soccer player. And so she can relate to him with his trials and tribulations as a quarterback. Are you serious? Now, I gave two episodes the full rundown. I like the full swing on Netflix, the golfers. I did not right. like the tennis. Okay. I did not. But, but what you didn't, get, like you, you didn't like you didn't like getting that insight into how hurt Kirk Cousins was every single week and how banged up he was. I only saw the first two. Okay. Okay. Uh, they only played four or five games. And to get me back to it right now, I'm going to have to be bored stiff and nothing going on. I guess everybody tells me later on when Cousins loses to the Giants. We can get into that, but here's something that's interesting. Wait, let me give you one other thing that I think you would enjoy too. Remember when Mahomes hurt his ankle in the playoff game yeah, against Jacksonville? Jacksonville game. Yeah, that they get all that stuff in there. Fight yeah. with Andy Reid on the sidelines about how was... Andy Reid yeah, said, yeah. "I'm going to take you out," and, and and Mahomes said, "Don't you dare!" Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember when they went through Cousins's Washington career? They did not bring up that stinko that he gave us against the Giants. With McAdoo as the head coach, and they had a chance to make the playoffs with a win, controlling their own destiny. The Giants were already in the playoffs, and they lost 10-3. And Cousins, in a big spot, couldn't get the team home to win a game against a team that was playing for nothing. That was the year the Giants lost to Green Bay. Playing for nothing, and I didn't see that when I talked about his fond days as a commander. So I had a lot of trouble with it. Do I have to go back now and watch a little of it based on what you just said? 
because I missed some good stuff? Ah, maybe. But you can't sit there and tell me that those two episodes are any good. The first All right. two. All right, two more before we wrap up with Dog, who's doing his SiriusXM radio show this Friday, August 4th, from 3 to 7 at Bar Anticipation, a.k.a. Bar A in Lake Cuomo, New Jersey. Anybody could go down. Um, were you up at 3 a.m. watching the Women's World Cup? No, I was not. But somebody was texting me today. They were doing selfies because they got into the next round after they got a, a, no, a, a nil-nil game against Portugal, and they were running around like they had accomplished something. Well, that that, well, how about... I believe that I don't I don't pay attention to it on it. I've seen all these tweets about someone was killing the team for celebrating. So Carrie I guess Lloyd. that is yeah, so Carrie. I guess it is true. Uh if you're a two-time defending World Cup champ, you don't take bows for finishing second place in the group stage. Well, how about how about the, the guy or girl who woke up at 3 a.m. to watch the game and they get a zero zero game? And you know, they had pretty good ratings the first two. Oh days. yeah. Yeah, six Let million. Let me see what the rating was last night at three o'clock in the morning. The first two games started at nine o'clock at night on Fox. Let me see how many people stayed up on the East Coast at three a.m. from last night. If if Djokovic was playing in some sort of final, I guess the Australian Open's like well, this. I, but, I get up and watch it. I get up and watch it. Okay, all right. Last thing, you've been removed from FAN for many years, but they just had wholesale changes over there. Do you still pay attention? Do you still care? Or you're not in that world. You don't care. I'm not in that world. I'm, I'm aware of the changes. So how can right. you be? But I am. I, I am. I haven't listened in a, forever. I'm on an air on. I don't put right. on the morning show that much. I just don't pay too much attention to it. Uh, I am aware that they brought Tiki in the afternoon. Tiki's going to do some CBS games. I don't know how he's yes, going to Yes, with Friday. Andrew Catalan and Matt Ryan. Uh, exactly. Uh, is he going to be on Fridays or is he going to do it from remote? How's he going to do those shows? I don't know. Friday in the football. He's got, and he got team meetings on Friday. got to go visit the teams. When you're on the road doing games. I mean, I wonder how they're going to handle that. I think they do the meetings on Saturdays. Well, that, no, they do the home. They do the visiting team on Saturday when they fly in. Okay. The home team, they do Friday. Okay. And so well, the la- they've do been that? doing it on Zoom anyway the last few years because of COVID. The NFL still didn't. I'm sure this year it'll be back to normal. Yeah, I was curious about that. Uh, yeah. I have not followed it that carefully. I know what's going on. Carton did have to leave. I mean, those hours were absolutely ridiculous. You can't, you know, start your day at 4 a.m. and end it at 7 o'clock at night. Right. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that you had to do something. So I'm not surprised that that is what he did. Although I'll tell you, I got to be fair. Everybody kills me for going to Sirius. Who's getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch FS1? <laughs> I ask? I, I, I don't. I so I yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know anyone who does. But I, there's, they, listen, they, there's got to be some reason they're doing that fs1 i, I kill baseball when they put game sevens on the nlalcs's on fs1 up against college football they're not on a big fox and i say geez you got a game seven on fs1 so if i say that about baseball in october couldn't i say that about seven o'clock in the morning with the sports show well yeah i think it, listen it's more people going to watch espn nfl network mlb network i mean it's you know well, plus uh, it's but- seven o'clock in the morning well, people watch the West Coast. People watch sports shows in the morning. Sports fans will watch a sports. You know, a lot of people don't want to be bothered with the Today Show, CNN, I Fox. The, the people that, are burnt but, out know, on all that. Most men are getting ready to go to work in the morning, and that's going to be a show that's predominantly oriented to men, is it not? I I would assume. I've never watched it. I can't tell you. Well, that you said it perfectly. <laughs> I've never watched it. 
Well, I got, I listen, I listen to Howard in the morning. I watch Good Morning Football. I listen to Boomer and Geo. I mix it up in the morning. Those are like in the three in the rotation. Have you had Craig on, by the way, this show? No. I never really listened to his show. So, I, you know, I don't really, you know. Maybe interesting spot for you. Have you had Boomer yeah. on? Yes, I've had Boomer on. I had Boomer on before the Super Bowl when the Bengals were in it two years ago. That's a good spot. Yeah. That's yeah, a good. very good spot. Yeah. You've had Buck on. Have you had Many anyone times. on? Many times, yes. Yeah. Right. The, only NFL had- guy, the only NFL guy I haven't on, because have, I've, had, I've had Buck, I've had Romo, I've had Nance Romo, Buck Aikman, Tarico, the Al, the only one I, Herb Street, the only one I have not had is Collinsworth out of the, all the main NFL guys. You have not had Collinsworth? How come? I don't know. I don't think I've ever tried, to be honest with you. And he's, not for any he, reason. He's great on the air. He's yeah, so yeah. I, it's just one of those things that's fallen through the cracks, you know? Like, I, there's no specific re- And I would have him on right now if he wanted to. You know, it's just one of those things I never. Well, before the season, you should get him on. Well, during the season, I would, yeah, I would try to get him on. Oh, before, okay. I mean, the problem with during the season is, is, you know, it's tricky to track him. You got to get him on before the year begins. Because once the games start, they're busy, they're working. No, games. see, I get them on during the season. I get all the guys on during the season. Well, that's even better. See, I yeah. can't get them on. I can't believe that. I find that it's hard to It's not that believe. easy. It's not. I never get Aikman on. He doesn't do he, a lot of interviews. Super Bowl, I can get him on. Right. But during the week, course of the year, I, I, I get Joe on. Buck texted me after the Joey Votto thing, by the way. Oh, he did? Okay. Well, he's he a said, great guy. He, he yeah. said, you never looked handsomer, is what he said. That's funny. He was That's responding funny. to Bottle. So yeah. yeah, I I did hear from Joe and I love Buck. You know that. The I guy was on in a long time too. Go ahead. The guy I've never had on that I've always wanted to have on, I have tried for four years. I cannot get him on under any circumstances, is Barkley. Now you're gonna say, Well, Barkley's so big, blah, blah, blah. He does a million interviews, Charles Barkley. A Why million interviews. Even I've now every time I get him on, he calls me Mike. <laughs> he, he gets it confused, Mike and Amanda. <laughs> um, but I'm surprised you reached out to his a million times, a million times. Him personally or TNT? Well, not him personally. I, I can't get to him personally. I'm not that, you, you know. You can't get to him personally. You get to him personally, Eddie? Eddie gets to him. How do you, mm-hmm. Eddie will give you a cell. You have a cell, Ed? Okay. You give it out right now over the air. No, we only do that. <laughs> How, you, I'm surprised by that. Yes, I've had, that. I've had Ernie Johnson. I've had Kenny Smith. I've had Van Gundy, Breen, Doris. I cannot get uh, Charles. You'll get him on. I would think that's doable. I would think you'd be able to pull that one off. I would hope. I mean, they did a documentary. TNT did a documentary on like the 20th or 25th anniversary of that show. And asked me to to be on it. I was on it as one of the talking heads talking about how great the show is. You think the guy would come on? Can't get him on. Well, you could do that. That's gettable. Uh, Because he he is the nicest guy in the world. Uh, He's got no ego. Doesn't take himself too seriously. You could definitely, now you got to, I would reach out to him directly right? Uh, because, you know, TNT may not want to bother him. You can. And I'll, I'll tell you the guy I'm going to move heaven and earth to get on in a year from now. And I'm going to do everything I can. He's going to be the number one target. Tom Ooh. Brady. Tom Brady. Good point. He's taking that job. Like yeah, these people who think like he's he not going to do it, he's going to do it. A lot of people think he might pass. You think he's going to do it? No, I talked to people at Fox. They said he's doing it. Yeah, that that's going to be a that's going to be a home run. With him. That's the one I want to get. That's going to be a home run. Brady would be a perfect spot. That is, uh, yeah. You get all these media guys on. Yeah, Brady would be great. 
I haven't had Brad. I, I haven't had Tom thank me for going into the Hall of Fame. That was well. That Jim Gray did that. We I mean, thank. Jim well, Gray. but still, they, I, listen. Whether Jim Gray did it or not, Brady sold that like he was best friends with. Yes, him. he He's did. Like, oh, Chris, great career. Oh my God, he sold it like he was like you know in the Mike the Major fan club. Congratulations, yeah. well deserved. You're yeah. This off. Yeah. Now, don't tell me that didn't mean that man a lot to me. hundred yeah. percent. I thought he was the sixth the sixth son. After I heard that, <laughs> you're the son. And I gotta right. go get ready for first. Go ahead. You know, I all right, thanks, doggy. Take care. Barre for all the SiriusXM listeners. Barre, Barre anticipation, Lake Cuomo, Lake Cuomo, New Jersey, Friday, August fourth. Go watch doggy in person. God only knows what's gonna happen. Take care, dog. Okay. All right. Bye bye. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, joining me now, as he does every week for our weekly Train of Thought segment from WFAN Radio in New York, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Salakata and Brandon Tierney Show, and from SNY TV, my buddy Salakata. Sal, how are you? Great. How are you? I am phenomenal for two reasons. Okay. Uh, number one, it's August 1st. So oh, that God. means one horrible month in the books, one horrible month to go, and life begins when the NFL returns. Just one more month, one in the books, one to go. Right. The weather's been much better. Usually August much is 90 better. plus degrees, but it's been nice. Today's like a fall yeah. day out. Yeah. It feels like great. football. What's the other reason? Okay. Huge announcement. Huge announcement. You know how I have complained and bitched and moaned a few times on the pod that for years the rating of this podcast on Apple has been at 4.5? Yeah. We're up to a 4.6. 
All right, congratulations. We I did was gonna it. have I was gonna tell Shelby to play celebration from Cole and the gang, but I thought that might be a little too much. But yeah, we have we have my begging and pleading of people to leave reviews has paid off. We're up to a four point six. I don't even want to know what it's gonna take to get to a four point seven, but <laughs> if you're listening, leave a review. I appreciate it. Um, don't leave it if it's not five stars. Don't need your little one star review. Just, you know, keep the five right. stars coming. So love the show. Everything's great. One star. Yeah, no. So the, luckily those are few and far between. Um all right, let's get into some topics for the for the week here. I'll start with this because I texted you yesterday that Paul Rubens, aka Pee Wee Herman, had passed away. Was he like one of your guys? Hundred percent. I I grew up watching um, Pee Wee's Playhouse, all of it. I loved it. I was just talking about this yesterday after you broke it to me. And by the way, I want you to admit something here. Yes, you fucking love breaking deaths to me. You love it. You've now I, you're like <laughs> because here's what I do. Yeah. When someone dies, I text Sal, and the only thing I say is like Person X dead. That's it. It all started, it started Whitney many, Houston. many years ago with Whitney Houston. I texted Sal and the only thing I texted was Whitney Houston dead. That was it, which I know I sounds very it. insensitive the way I'm saying this on the podcast, but it's, you know, I'm in shock. So that's really all I could muster at the time. So, and you're breaking the news to me and you've done this. Yeah. I forget with who else, but that's exactly oh, yeah. what I got yesterday yeah. while I was on the air. Right. Um, anyway, so I grew up on Pee Wee's Playhouse. I loved it. Uh, I didn't really get into the movies too much. But I loved him, yeah. See, I never watched the show. I mean, my I never watched that show. I, I'm a couple of years older than you. Maybe that's why. I don't know. But I think, obviously, I have this knowledge of him based on talk shows and sort of the pop culture world. So it's hard not to be familiar with him. I just didn't watch the show. But that was one of those when you hear it, you're like, really like he doesn't seem old he didn't like and you found out he was 70 which i was surprised he was even that old right but that was just you know not one you would expect like that i guess he had this battle with cancer that was not yeah, public yeah. so i like i didn't you know i trust you i trust you now you're not going to send me it when it's not oh, but especially even if that, you're on I the like, air I, I would never do that well, well right but that's why i had to like triple check because right, right. of being on the air um but yeah i was shocked because we just didn't hear anything yeah. prior to that weird let me ask you this on a tangent when you're on the air especially now doing 10 to 2 which is a little different than when you like mm. are you paying attention to twitter obviously i could see a commercial break you check your phone i don't even know if you do that but during the I show do. when you're live on the air is it good to not check twitter is it good to check like what, what do you if something I, happens you gotta have a producer telling you in your ear i guess but yeah i can't i don't I generally don't check it during the show. If I do, it's out of habit and it's not good. Like you, cause right. you're not paying attention to the show. Right. So I've done that before where on the overnight, I'll just be on the phone, whether it's the callers now during the day, like if you do it with your co-host, it's just, you, you, you zone out for a minute. So my general practice is only during breaks, but I don't rely on it. It's more out of habit checking mm -hmm. what's you know, just refreshing the newsfeed especially on a day like today with the trade deadline coming up well, at 6 p.m. as we record this on Tuesday here. Right. But generally, that's for the producer to give us that news. Right. That, that's sort of what made me ask, too. I'm thinking, like, what if you're on the air and the Yankees right. trade, you know, whatever, you know, 
trade right. everybody, hopefully, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, God, what a mess. Um, the Sean Payton thing from this week I thought was fascinating, where he ripped the Jets, ripped Nathaniel Hackett, and then apologized and was like, oh, I had my old Fox hat on. And that excuse seemed bizarre to me. Uh, I do think it's an excuse. Maybe he just was surprised by the blowback. I, it felt like reading it, the column from Jared Bell, like it was a conversation that you or I would have. Right. And maybe he's having this with a writer that he trusts for a while and then doesn't realize, oh, shit, like that was on the record and that gets out right. and how bad it looks. I, I don't respect the backing down from the comments. So you said it. Just stand by it. Well, I, I Which, had two way, issues. He was right. Of course. Well, yeah, yeah. I had two. I had two issues, though. One, it's totally unfair of him to knock the Jets for doing hard knocks when everyone knows the Jets didn't want to do hard knocks. That made no sense whatsoever. And then to rip a team that you're going to play early in the season, that is just so hard to believe. Right. It, it was. I thought it was bizarre. The hard knocks comment was bizarre because the Jets didn't want to do it. And he's got to play them. Like, why would you give them that material? Yeah, I don't think he thought all of that through. He's yeah. worried about his mess of a situation. And talk. Right. I thought it was more about last year. I mean, he. I know he knocked the Jets saying that it usually doesn't work when you put things together that way. Uh, I don't know. It was. I, I loved it personally because it's great for sports talk. It's great for that right. matchup that right. involves the Jets. So I love that right. aspect of it. I don't think he was wrong on some of the stuff that he said, but the apology right. to me made a weak. I thought, yeah, I, I thought it was a bizarre explanation. And I do think, what I also don't like about it too then is like, now we go the other way. Like, so Rogers responded and like, I respect Aaron Rogers for defending his friend. I think that was a nice thing to do, but I also don't want to rewrite history. Nathaniel Hackett put forth one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. Yeah, like, you can't argue that. Yeah. I mean, it's just. That's just the way it is. Did you see the Hard Knocks trailer came out? You were on the air, so you probably didn't see it. It came out. I did not. I've not seen it yet. No. Yeah. It, I mean, it's nothing great. It's, you know, the the expectations are high and it was like 30 seconds and they, they didn't give you anything in the trailer, but it comes out next week. It's crazy. There are, the Jets are on TV in two nights. Uh, it's hard to believe. Jets, Browns, Hall of Fame game in two nights and then Hard Knocks is on Tuesday. What's your play? We already take a side in that one? Under. Just got to hope Zach Wilson doesn't throw too many pick sixes. Uh, I was going to say Zach Wilson's playing. We already know yeah. he's in there. We've discussed this before, but things change. So I want to get an update from you on this. Would you ever, could you ever see yourself cutting the cord? No, never. So I saw this from the great John O'Ran this morning, and it's just shocking. Like, there were 78.889 million homes with cable in January. 78.8. Okay. Now it's down to 75.7. Meaning from January to, to now, August, so the first eight months, seven months, seven months, three million people have cut the cord. It's amazing. I don't you would like, you, you wouldn't it, do it, right? No, I would not. Listen, I don't want to get into this. Anytime I go lot, to stream though? something, I have an issue. So, like, I can never cut the cord. I went to watch like, something the other day. It didn't work. I'm like, what? 
Is three million a lot though, or in in a seventh month span? I think so. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I think so. I mean, I guess if you go every seven months minus three million, I mean, you're still talking about seventy over seventy million homes. But you know, the only thing people watch on regular TV is sports. Yeah, well, there's nothing getting the ratings of sports. Nothing. I mean, the only thing we we don't watch. I shouldn't say we, but I don't think my wife does either. But like, remember how it used to be? Oh, you know, whatever Seinfeld, Friends. I know those are popular ones, but whatever fucking show you used to watch on such and such channel at eight o'clock, like that is something that I don't even, I haven't thought about in years. It's right. sports, live TV, right. what's on the DVR, right? Right. That's it. It's amazing too, like. They're putting so much more, like they're moving so many things back. It, everything used to, that was on network, they would move it to cable. Now it's like I noticed over the weekend, they did this thing. ESPN and NFL Network did this thing. I thought back to camp or back to school, whatever it is, where they have their reporters at like every training camp and they do a show. It was on ABC. Hmm. I saw yesterday they're going to put the US Open tennis that's coming up in September in New York from Arthur Ashton on ABC. It's never been on ABC before. Like they're moving so many things because sports are the only thing people are watching on regular television. It's crazy. So what does it mean when ESPN is going to straight to consumer? Like is that does that impact the cutting the cord? I think that'll accelerate cord cutting for a lot of sports because if you're a sport, let's say you're a sports fan and you're not into anything else. Right. You can get rid of cable and just have an ESPN app and watch everything there. You don't need CNN, Food Network, C-SPAN, TN, you know, TBS, whatever. It, you know, you just get your ESPN and that's it. Yeah, I, I don't just, know what I would do. I don't think my wife could ever cut the cord, and I don't want to. I just like having that option. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, like, at what point, what year it happens, where like we all die off, and the younger generation has no interest in. You know, like my nieces, they don't watch anything on TV. Anything. And and my nieces are even a little older, 18, 13. The, one, the kids who are five, six, seven, all they watch is YouTube. They don't watch anything on TV. Right. Now that you say that, it, it makes sense. So, but if we went to a, if we went to cord cutting, you're still paying oh, a lot yeah. of money. Oh, absolutely. So I'm not saving any money. So why am I doing it? Well, it depends. Like I've said a million times, it depends. If you only like one or two sports, then you can do it where you save money. If you like a ton of sports, it's hard to do it where you save money. Right. Like for me, I need the, well, well, how would you watch the NFL if you cut the cord? Like how am I watching Jets and Giants on local? You would subscribe to like either, you can get just a local package on, like you can get like through Optimum or Verizon, whatever it is, like two, four, five, seven, thirty, like just ABC, your basic channels. All right. So then, but so then, if or I, you can sign up for like YouTube TV, which is supposedly cheaper than cable. I don't know, and then get your channels through that. Um, I I can't. The, the whole thing yeah. is convoluted. It needs to be cleaned up. It's but yeah. for now, I'm just gonna do what I keep doing. I do have it a la carte. I want cable, and then I'll pick and choose what other streaming services I want with it. Yeah. I just feel like more times than not, I go to watch something on streaming. There's an issue. It's frozen. It's I can't find it. It's the, you know. Right. So, and I've upgraded my Wi-Fi a billion times. Give me the max thing. Give me, and it still does not work the way that right. cable does. So Right. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SummerSlam is this Saturday. Will you watch any of it? No. I don't think so. That's fine. I will be away this week. I'm so far out. Like, give me a main event. Roman Reigns against his cousin, Jay Uso. Oh, they broke up the Usos? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't get into it. So you're going away this weekend? SummerSlam, when you think of SummerSlam, what, like, for me, I think of Jesse the Body Ventura, special guest referee, Hogan, Macho Man versus DiBiase and Andre the Giant. That's that is SummerSlam. a great one. That is a yeah. great one. That's a great one. That is a great one. <laughs> Might have been the first one, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. I have a terrible memory with that stuff. Where 88 are you going? or 89, I want to say. Where are you going this weekend? Saratoga. Saratoga. Nice. Yeah. Leaving Thursday. Those? Cannot wait. What, you blown off your show Friday? Yes. Wow. I know. Second weekend. See ya. I mean, I, I, I got comments to make. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, no, BT is actually taking off Thursday, so I'll be solo Thursday. He's taking, uh, I'm taking off Friday, and then he's off. I think the following week. Like they basically told us, summer you can do right. what you want, and then September we're another reason to hate the summer. Everyone's off doing what they want. There's no consistency. Yeah. Do right. you do you enjoy betting horse racing? Great question. Because um, I hate it. So the only answer is when i win yes like there's no thrill it's exhilarating for that 90 seconds or two minutes watching your horse come around and then down to the wire it's fun it's a fun day i used to do it a lot more regularly like i'd go to local otb with the 10 bucks that i had in my pocket from king cullen whatever i was making back in the day i used to want to go in there uh and try to turn that 10 bucks into 100 or whatever but I don't do that anymore. But at Saratoga for a day, I'll bet 
like an animal. Yeah. Well, thank God you clarified you don't go to OTB anymore. I mean, when you walk into the OTB back then, did you think like, this is a low point? This is a low point. I liked it. It was like, I mean, look, yes, but I liked it because it reminded me, you remember when you played Zelda, right, for Nintendo? I didn't play it. I knew I was more of a Tetris guy. I had an addiction to te- Tetris. I, so like Zelda, there were spots where you could walk, you could go into one of these caves and you right. basically gamble with your coins pick this thing or pick that thing. And like, you could all of a sudden have a billion coins. I always likened it. It's just, you're walking up to a window and I could turn whatever little cash I have on me into a lot. It usually didn't work out that way. But I was, was going to say, <laughs> I mean, I, you know what happened? I hit my first time in there. I hit a 35 to one shot. And so like 10 bucks on a 35 to one, I'll never forget the name of the horse, Apache temper. I bet it. I won 135 bucks or whatever it was for the, uh, or 300 bucks, whatever it was. And I was hooked ever since and then. Chasing. You thought this is so easy. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was possible. It wasn't easy, but it was possible. So See, I, I never even, I never ever got the rush from it. I, I just, I never, I could never get into it. I don't know. It just, it felt too, listen, I know this is going to sound so dumb. Like all betting is random. Like you play roulette and your money is in the hands of this white ball spitting through the thing or whatever. But I don't know. I felt like I had some control because I'm betting the numbers or something. I don't know. But the horse racing to me felt like the ultimate betting horse racing to me feels like the ultimate no control. I don't know anything about the horses. I don't. Right. I know there's people who study. They have the books, this, that. The I, I, I don't know anything about it. So I never, ever enjoy. I would hate it because we when I'd go to back and, you know, after college, after college, when we would go to the casinos a lot with my friends, like one of my buddy, my buddy Petey always right to the horse racing room. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to go in there. It's so boring, you know. But Right. It, it definitely is. And I don't handicap. I have no idea either. I just look at the numbers. I look at the odds. I'll look at the colors of the horse, whatever. Right. By the way, to finish this up, where I felt like an all-time low, when you start betting dogs, when you start betting the dog racing, that's where I was like, yeah. okay. Well, here's my question. What's the difference between a horse or a dog? I mean, the dogs fly around that track. I know even less about it. It is like, it's over no. like that. It's just a total. You don't know less. You know the same amount. You know the same amount about the dogs as the horses, which is zero. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's true. Uh, sometimes I feel like you could look a horse in the eye and get a good. <laughs> I'll give you a low. I'll give you a low point. I used to love going into like wherever to play quick draw. <laughs> that's a low, that's a low point i see i don't that's really a, do that i've never gotten sucked in that's a low point did i ever tell you this did i ever tell you this story i'll wrap it on this so me and my friend Petey, he's a degenerate yeah and we were we were either in college or it was right after we graduated college we were going out it was a friday or saturday night we we're going out to a bar or whatever or somewhere but we had time to kill before we were meeting people so we go oh, let's go play quick draw for a little while so we're just driving, looking for any establishment that, that got that flashing lights, the quick draw lights. We see a bar, quick draw lights. Okay, we go in there. So we're in there, and we didn't know. We started looking around after like filling out our tickets and playing our numbers. We look around, and it's all men in the place. Well, it turned out it was a gay bar, but we had no idea because we were just in there to play quick draw. Like, <laughs> just ended up, you know, so... That, but that wasn't like, you know, you'd be in like, you'd be in like, I don't know, like a bodega miles away from where you live just to play quick draw. 
that's the low point. That's yeah, see, so yeah, I never, I never had that attachment to lottery tickets or quick draw. I mean, sometimes they could be fun, but quick draw now. Now, see, I don't play lotto. Never play lotto. To me, that's pissing your money away. You flush it down the toilet. But the quick draw, you know, you have there's something about the numbers coming out there, and you you could play two. It's numbers. the same thing. The scratch offs. People get nuts in the scratch offs. No, no, the quick games. draw is different because you could play where you guess two numbers right. You could play it where you guess three numbers, four. Like you can pick how many numbers you want to guess right, and then if you could, like you could pick two numbers, and if those two numbers come in, you win like five or ten dollars. You could play it on a small scale if you want. I feel like if you're at a bar playing quick draw, you're right. That is a low point. We'll go play I, one day. We'll go I play. Mean, I know. I, I know do, a couple I of places. That's, for fun. Yeah, you know what? We'll Keep do that. You know any Long Island that are uh, still doing that? I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know some okay. places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hit him up. All right, Sal. Enjoy Saratoga and your uh, little time off. We'll see you uh, soon here on the pod. All right. See you next right. week. Thanks, Jimmy. Take it easy. All right. All right. My thanks to Chris Mad Dog Russo and Sal Licata. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you are not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button. And you can also listen to past episodes if you missed any of them. We've had WWE superstars Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins on the podcast recently. Bob Kravitz, longtime sports columnist with The Athletic, was laid off, wrote a scathing piece about The Athletic. He came on to discuss that. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk was on recently. So check out all those interviews in the archives and uh, leave a review on Apple. We'll read it on an upcoming episode. And like I said, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. All right, that wraps it up for this show. We'll uh, see you soon. Stay safe and take care. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.